Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Numa. October, that most temperate and delightful of months, during which the teeming leaves of summer acquiesce, after many joyful days of balmy life, to the strict demands of nature and agree to exchange, in an instant prompted by a chilly breeze, their youthful, verdant hides for rusty coats of crimson and gold, is hastening right along toward its end. Once over, as though it were some inexorable force, the holiday season will be upon us. The first few weeks of November will sprint on by at their characteristic gallop, rapid and unhalting leaving us uncertain about where exactly the time went. Before you know it, the Thanksgiving meal will be set, and the calls to table echoed throughout the house and the land. Families will gather, friends will reminisce, and bounteous quantities of food and drink will circulate and spill until slumber, that nightly conqueror of all men that drowsy goddess by whom even the strongest among us are gradually subdued, arrives at the doorstep and prevails over us all. We awake the next morning, and the festive mood persists. The month of December immediately follows, whose early weeks are filled with parties, gifts, indulgence, and mirth. Copious amounts of cookies, pastries, cakes, spirits, and meats welcome you at every turn. Soon, pious anticipation for the holy day to come overalls these baser feelings, and the faithful ready themselves for that most sublime, touching, liturgical event of the year. But, until that time, seemingly every day will be filled with delicious and endless food. What better time, then, to have an episode on mindful eating? That said, this episode will be of greatest benefit to those who have a meal, or really any kind of food item before them. I'm assuming all preparation of said food item is complete, and nothing separates your consumption and enjoyment of it than the meddling sound of my voice. I'll ask you first to take a seat. Choose a chair in which you are comfortable, and by which your back is supported. Become mindful of your posture. Lengthen your spine and retract your chin. If your shoulders are rounded, correct them. Place your feet firmly on the floor beneath you, 
and don't allow your legs impatiently to shake. You should have neither utensil nor napkin in hand. Empty them of all culinary accoutrement and rest them peacefully on your lap. Your food should be set in front of you, tantalizingly close, but not yet to be eaten. Resist the powerful urge to dig in. First, we must breathe. We will take four breaths total. Each inhalation should last three seconds. The breath should then be held for three seconds before being exhaled for the same duration of time. Your eyes should remain open while you do this. You can breathe along with me. We'll begin this process of mindful eating by becoming aware of some of the things we'd normally overlook. For starters, in what sort of vessel is your meal gathered? Is it an antique plate held in reserve for special occasions, or a styrofoam box unlatched at its corners and hinged at its rear? Is it a plastic bowl hastily grabbed from the lowest shelf of the cupboard? Or a piece of fine china deliberately chosen with an aim to impress? Briefly take note of its features. Do the same for the utensils that rest on your table. Be they chopsticks, a fork, a spoon, or a knife. Appreciate their design and their utility. The sharpness of their points, the ampleness of their curves. And how seamlessly they cut, probe, or scoop at your command. Take note of the environment in which you're seated. 
Is it a homely neighborhood cafe of which you're a devoted patron? Or an elegant restaurant in the best part of town? Is the atmosphere relaxed or turbulent, hectic or serene? Perhaps you're at your desk in your solitude at work, taking 30 brief minutes for your lunch. Or maybe you're joined by your family at the dining room table, around which, this and every evening, the lot of you are happily gathered. Take a minute to reflect on these features. Now, let's turn our attention to the food. Take note of its presentation. Maybe your boyfriend or girlfriend went to some length to garnish your pasta, dusting it with grated cheese and fresh cracked pepper. Or maybe, like some fragrant flag, a little basil leaf's been planted atop it. Maybe no thoughtful presentation attends it whatsoever. Perhaps it sits there, a modest grape, resting unostentatiously on its side. Maybe it's a stalk of celery. Green, rigid, and unmoving. Take note of its aroma. Briefly bring your nose closer to the dish. Can you smell that holy combination of garlic and butter with which it was sautéed? Can you sense the variety of herbs that mingle on its sizzling crust? Have you a whiff of the pleasing, piquant spices with which the air around you is now so richly suffused? Close your eyes and inhale deeply. Exhale 
and inhale again. With your attention undivided, appreciate the smell. One last step before tasting the food. Think about the monumental, yet nearly invisible effort required to bring it to your plate. Let's pretend it's a cheeseburger that sits before you, served at a restaurant of your choice. You might think of the cook by whom this staple of American cuisine was put together. But he played only a small, finishing role in the grander scheme of things. The soft bun by which the cheese-laden patty is crowned was at one time a thousand grains of flour, all derived from but a few stalks of wheat. Under the rousing influence of yeast and the supervision of a baker, they rose up to become a bun. The tomatoes that give acid and the lettuce that gives crunch grew out of the nutrient-dense soil of some distant farm. There, under hot and humid conditions, they were examined and plucked before being tossed in a basket cleaned and shipped to your town. The gooey cheese that enshrouds the patty was pulled from a bovine teat. Her milk was treated with ingenious cultures and bacteria, out of which the sumptuous curds later emerged. As for the beef, it was provided by her lowing, unassuming mate. We mustn't forget that, for the fullest enjoyment of this meal, another life was prematurely ended. Finally, the time has come to taste the food. With fork, spoon, chopsticks, or hand, bring the food toward your mouth. Don't imitate the beast by lowering your face to the plate, as if the trough awaited your snout. 
place a small morsel in your mouth. Close your eyes and inhale deeply. Now, you get to experience the fullness of the aroma, as well as the concomitant feel in your mouth. Shift the food to one side of your mouth. Proceed to chew slowly, 10 to 12 times. Now, transfer the food over to the other side of your mouth. Again, choose slowly 10 to 12 times. After you've chewed thoroughly, swallow. Place your fork on the table and your hands on your lap. Take a moment to reflect. Assess the quality of that bite. Did the taste surpass the aroma? Were you startled by the texture? Provoked by the spice? Were you underwhelmed by the whole thing? Or did it far exceed even your highest expectations? Finally, imagine the food traveling down your esophagus and entering your stomach. There, in that little convex pouch, ingestion gives way to digestion, and the food becomes truly useful. All that vital energy stored in the food is soon to be released. Think of all the glorious nutrition it'll provide you. 
become appreciative of this physiological feat that, without your knowledge or control, each morsel will be assimilated. Each will become part of your body. Repeat this for a second bite, a third, and a fourth. And may you enjoy this mindful meal. Thank you for listening, and bon appétit.